Well, the mission was to create 40-year-round jobs in Copper Harbor to get a grant for the sewage system. Oh, wow. That was the whole reason for winter business. And there was only 34 people living here, and there was nobody open. 41 that wasn't even plowed those days. Wow. And there was no business. And there was no business. <laughs> so we started, I went for a township supervisor, and I signed a contract for UP Engineering to get a water and sewer system here. So we had to open in the winter, and at two years before that, the state of Michigan wants a statewide trail system, Snowville trail system. So I'm looking at that for a possibility to be have some business in the winter. Uh, so we took on, we bought a building that was closed for two and a half years. The old mariner was sitting dead. Uh, there was a the heart and soul of the Copper Harbor through the 40s, 50s, and in the 60s, and then the new owners took over to try to open in the winter and see if they can get snowmobiles, but there was no trails. They'd get a ride in the woods and mm. have business, and they that didn't work out over the years, so a couple of owners, and then just sat there for a while. So we took that on, and I came back from California in April, and we, we had to open and had to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and everything to wherever came. So we did that for a couple of years, and we you know, struggled, but I think it's the early 80s, hey, like 81. And there was no business. And there's, mm -hmm. you know, so a little bit on weekends, but, you know, the, the trails weren't open, uh, interstate and stuff like that. So, so we're waiting, <coughs> and in the morning, about 10, 10, 30 in the morning. What are we doing here? No, no business. And a school bus pulled up in front of the old manor. And they're sitting there, do nothing. <laughs> and it looked and it, it was a name on the side of, from Minnesota. And all of a sudden the doors open up and a, a barrel of beer went stumbling <laughs> onto the road. And four guys came out of it, they pulled it back up and they had cups in their hand and they, passing joints around <laughs> and all of a sudden start the bus unloaded loaded loaded it's about 35 something guys I don't think there was any girls in this group <clears throat> and they're standing in the street drinking beer at 10 30 in the morning and talking and behind that a pickup showed up with snowmobiles in the back of the pickup and trailers and another pickup another all of a sudden there's a about four or five pickup packed with snowmobiles. And one of the guys came in and decided, we, we reserve all the rooms here a couple nights ago. We drove all night from in a, Minneapolis and we're gonna start snowmobiling for a couple of days, remember? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean, we, we you know, put some food on and fed them and they regrouped and they started unloading their sleds and so, uh, and there was about 25 sleds, something like that. And they had to sit in the bar for a little bit more, and then they took off right in the trails in the area, you know. So we, they, the rest of the day, they came in bar, and they, you know, partied all night, and they slept in the rooms we had upstairs, and they took off the next day, 
And by that Sunday, I think every bar in Keweenaw County was out of booze. Oh, <laughs> well, the, the type of booze that they drank. They were right, they right, yeah. everybody out. But we just said later that if we hadn't been open that one particular day, that the the marketing that we got off of that group, going back and saying what you know the snowmobiling was, and that there was a place to eat and stay, and if we hadn't been there that weekend or that day, we would have. Yeah. We would, so we were, we were glad we sat there for all those days, just you know, looking yeah, at each other and, and walking around doing nothing. And that's a perfect example that we, we had to stay, but we didn't know why. All we could, mm -hmm. you know, close down, but we had to. No matter what it took, we'd sign a contract and create the year-round jobs. But the first five or seven years, nobody even delivered up here. We had to go mm -hmm. and have a meal on the road. So that was the atmosphere at that time. to A Fresh Air Inspired Life. I'm your host, Amanda Wise, and it's an honor for me to have not one, but two guests on the show today. These two are an incredible team and a crucial part of this town. They have, between them, over 100 years of Copper Harbor residency. <laughs> <laughs> They're laughing. So please welcome Don and Peg Kelpie. Hey, kids. Hi, Hi. Amanda. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. You two are a treasure in this town. And currently, you run the Mariner North, containing a restaurant, lodge, and banquet hall. A huge asset to the community. But before we talk about that, I'd like you to tell us, Don, when did you land in Copper Harbor? April 7th, 1977. Oh, okay. Not the As first an time. adult. As an adult. Yeah, yeah, but, but where were you Were you here before that? Yeah, growing up here, I was. my family owned a motel in town and a, a, an old pilot house one off of one of those ships going by all the time and some cabins. And uh, we came, we were living in Gay. Okay. We had a commercial fishing operation in Gay, so in the winter we fished commercially Lake Superior, and we pulled the boats and we ran the motels in the summer. So nice. Okay. We went to the, I went to the Copper Harbor School for the first two months, and when the season went, finished it, uh, my school in the Gay. Okay. So I was lucky in the first grade. I I was. Me and another girl in the first grade. That's all. And and gay. There was me and another girl in first grade. So oh. <laughs> I had really got along with women really uh -uh. <laughs> early in life. <laughs> oh boy. Cool. Um. So how many years did you grow up here like that? Well, <coughs> we moved to Hancock in 1960. Okay. So, um. So it's Hancock and Copper Harbor after that. 
when that when we built the annex, <coughs> I, I was working on that. I was 16 years old, the summer of 65, and I, uh, the first first day I had, the first summer I had a, a job, eight hours a day, you know, six days a week, and and I was trying to find some some place else to live because there's always work in this town. Oh. So, <laughs> so, but. And when I graduated, I went to work in Houghton, and then summer '68, I was Detroit, you know, and okay. stuff like that, and it goes on for there. But I was just more or less a little kid in uh, sure. in Copper Harbor. But that's important. <laughs> yeah, we it had is. about 20 p- kids in the school. So wow! Oh, that's awesome. Um, I did a little research on the Mariner, and I saw that you took it over in 1977 and renamed it the Mariner North. What was your combined mission with that endeavor? We started out just to run a business in Copper Harbor, and then we were faced with all the, you know, the water and sewage mm-hmm. and all that stuff in the, in the community. <coughs> and the community was going through some, you know, Different and then to have a business close in the middle of the town and stuff, and people, uh, every business owner in Copper Harbor had to have one or two other businesses. It, it didn't make a living on Copper Harbor, so and a lot of people are starting to sell their businesses or getting old and stuff like that. So they all left the town. One or two, like. Uh, Eddie Tofu, for example, Rich, they, they went to high school out of Carper Harbor, and then they left for their careers, but, you know, just a few of us were originally Copper Harbor residents, you know. Just going back to the mission when you took over, I guess, was that everything you wanted to say? Well, when, in 1977, mm-hmm. it was renamed the Mariner North because uh, the prior owner had a business in Hancock called Colonial Inn North, and so when he got this, it was the Colonial Inn, and it, it had gone through many metamorphoses as something in North. In fact, today, to this day, people, our, our billing invoices still sometimes say Mariner in North, like they can't stop putting <laughs> that in in there. <laughs> so it had to have a new name. It had to have a fresh start. Sure. Um, and as Donnie said, it was closed for a couple of years, so mm-hmm. it had to be a, a new place. Gotcha. One of the things that were a menu, we uh, primarily uh, seafood. I mean, we had steaks oh. in that, but we had, um, my dad was fishing with trap nets in the summer, and that's whitefish only. So for many years, I was helping them, and we, we can advertise that fish was swimming in the morning, mm-hmm. and sub 60% of our dinners were whitefish wow. over, over right through the 80s. So that was, so let's take the mariners theme from that nice that's cool uh if (coughs) you don't mind talking about this the whole place burned down in 1991 what was that like and how do you think it shaped what the mariner is today it was a very very bizarre time in our life we had in fact had just done a whole bunch of remodeling and upgrading and new motel rooms upstairs so it was a a complete wipeout the entire building was a loss 
and it took three years to settle insurances and recover and get rebuilt. So I think during that time we did really have time to assess Copper Harbor and what was our mission and what were we trying to do here. Uh, Donnie drove truck for the for the uh, sewer project, which was you know kind of a coincidence. Right. He helped get that here and then ended up being a, one of the laborers on the job because we had no jobs after mm. the fire. Wow. Um, so yeah, it gave us time to reassess things. It was it was not a fun time as you could imagine, but yeah. um, but it. It gave us time. The hidden thing was that we sent the sewage system to bid that year. Okay. And <clears throat> the Mariner was figured to be 65% of the users in the winter and 20% of the users in summer. If we didn't replace the Mariner, everybody's water and sewer would, but would be quadruples. So we got support letters from every bank that had a customer in oh, Harbor wow. Harbor, get their Mariner back. Yeah. We got to pay that sewer system. You know, it took 14 years to get that sewer system. So, so we we're, you know, ha happy to have it show up, but all of a sudden we're not there to help pay the bills, you know? Right. So there was additional, you know, Actually, we had conversations. Well, we'll just build it and sell it and do something else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for those of you who don't know, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh man, wow. Thanks. Um, so we are sitting right in the Mariner today. We can hear all the sounds of the Mariner as we are going along. Um, today, the Mariner really is an anchor in this town. I mean, not just today, but for all these years. It's big. It's busy, and it's right in the middle of the business district. What does it mean to you to know that what you created is such a value to not only the visitors, but the community? Yeah, I don't think there's a day we really take that for granted. I uh, mean, uh, you know, we just, we know, like, w we're, we're a tourist town. The industry obviously is you know, 100% in the front seat here for everybody, but we, but the locals are definitely a, a, a target market of ours, and even if they weren't a target, they, they are such uh, a part of our everyday life. Um, we've never taken that for granted, and, and that goes up and down the peninsula, both of us being from Hancock originally, mm. you know, we, we did know a lot of people over the years, and uh, I, I think a lot of the locals are what kept the doors open in those early years uh, until everything became a lot more established in the in the town that Copper Harbor is now. Awesome. Um, your dedication to the community is, well, it really makes my heart swell. And not only is it imperative, but it's so meaningful. And I'm grateful for the integrity behind your efforts. Can you share what your big picture goal is with this now? Well, <coughs> since the beginning, we always confronted with another thing to do. <laughs> it was so unfinished, and so, you know, so we got that. But over the years, we still appreciate a compliment mm. you know, or an opinion or something like that. Pay, pay attention, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, we have to have that, you don't get jaded. 
Mm. We have to have the day-to-day mean as much as it did, and so much of that, doing more to get this far, we we never stopped seeing, well, what's next, mm. you know? We got it make a decision, you know, because if we, if we sell a place, what do we do? But um, when you're, something's in your DNA so much that we're going to be part of this community, but we want to come and go more, but maybe we'll help with the housing problem or something, and that's the next thing that mm. is really in our face in this community, but, you know, so we're going to go in that direction if we can. To be honest, we've we've had more than a few uh, disagreements about his <laughs> civic consciousness. I mean, he's very, very civic-minded. Very Copper Harbor comes first. So you you know you can imagine we've had some disagreements about this. Where you know, like I want to be at the front of the line sometimes, but <laughs> because it is ingrained in us, as Donnie mentioned, we we talk about you know selling because after this many years it is time and we also are flexible enough to see that someone else someone younger could come up with new and better ideas we don't have there's not a part of us that says it has to be done this way we, like we would really welcome you know new ideas and new energy but we've also decided that we don't want to just have that idea bring in a person who might not have civic consciousness about Copper Harbor, you know, it could be just somebody. We've had people approach us that just wanted to be part of their portfolio, mm. and we found that that was such a turnoff that mm. um, I'm not sure if we would still feel that way next year if we were still here, but, you know, in the meantime, it it's important. It's important for Copper Harbor that everybody, you know, moves ahead that way. Yeah, awesome. That was actually one of my questions because I know that you know, you guys are probably ready to not have to do this and be here every day like you have been. But thank you for all your dedication. And I really hope that whoever chooses to take this on in the future is able to have that mindset. Um, and I know you said maybe next year you just might be like, ah, whatever. If they want to buy it, they can buy it. But um do you have any criteria otherwise for that potential buyer? No, I mean, no. <laughs> over the years, I, I tell people that we got good news and bad news. The good news, people can come here and be themselves and enjoy and be in business and enjoy the life in Carper Harbor and do it the way they want to do. The bad news is pe people can come here and enjoy in Carper Harbor and do what they want to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but we... Getting people together is not easy. Sure. <laughs> so you gotta, you know, um, have little tools in your toolbox to make sure that you can, you know, fire people up to do, you know, some things like that. So, um, like, we're preparing for our 37th fireworks display right now. Wow. Right? And so I mean, it's and it, we gotta have 20 to 24 people to put that on, you know. So. Yeah. And so. It's, that that's some of the things, and I, somebody's not going to buy the Mariner and think they had to put them at events. They they, they want to unlock the front door, be in business. Right. So, we, you know, that's going to change. But you know, 
everything changes after a while. So somebody, you know, bring in another thing. I've been the, the whole mountain bike thing is such an asset to Carver mm -hmm. Harbor. So I mean, it, we go on to say our the terrain is our product. So we got to be stewards of the mm -hmm. terrain, you know. So and they are, they fill a void now. We we have business in June, uh, May. June's a profit month for the first time in history. Wow. My folks never fully opened the King Carpet till the 25th of June because that's when the city kids got out of school. Mm. So what they all said, we have a 10-week season. You know, mm. nobody made money in, in September either. I mean, so the dynamic is so out there when we started. So we had to, you know, thicken the create profit months and thicken the seasons and stuff like that. So. So the different kinds of cultures coming in, and mountain bike culture is a big welcoming, you know, thing to other than motorized, you know. So uh, my part of it has motorized trails over the years, but it's nice to see other things that now we got people, you know, we got rock pickers and people picking mushrooms. I mm -hmm. mean, so many things that out in the train and out in the woods, they enjoy that. That's in the northern lights and the dark skies, all of these things are becoming things of interest for the Copper Harbor to take advantage of. Yeah, that's great. Thanks. Um, I'm I'm curious. Beyond this, what do you guys like to do here for fun? <laughs> you don't know how to say that. I think we're. <laughs> You asked for that, Amanda. So <laughs> I think that we've we've started to find ways that we can leave more. Before we felt that we had to stay and had to be available um, both for employees and guests together, but we find that we're able to um, plan more escapes. Um, in fact, like next week, we're going to go to Minneapolis and see our daughter and granddaughter. And nice. um, we've left a couple of times this spring. So the, those are the things that we like to do for fun. We know that until the new buyer is in place here, we we tend to not have a, have a lot of fun in Copper Harbor, which is crazy because we realized, like every day driving into it from Lake Medora, we say, wow, you know, what a place to come, what a, what a place to be a visitor, what a place to mm -hmm. be a guest. But we, for us, it's kind of a job site, so mm -hmm. we tend to find fun elsewhere right now. Sure, makes sense. How about you, Don? We we go find our, our daughter and go out to eat every night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we, we like to experience everybody else's restaurants. So. Oh. <laughs> and she lives in a place that there's Russian restaurants and Thai restaurants and Del so that and we all you know she loves it there. So then we talk and stuff out there so it's a relaxing thing for us and yeah I don't hunt or fish or something but you know I just we got a side-by-side -side cruising around and you know something like that so it it is what it is kind of you know yeah. and we're people people I mean if, if you're not, you have to be and if if you're like we're getting foreign students now for many years now for work there. It's, it's a, a good time to interact with these people and s yeah. see what life is like on the other side of the world and, and all that stuff. And it's, it's, uh, it's work, but it's kind of a fun work. You know? But you, 
people have to be important to you to do this. If, if it's just the money and nothing else, you're going to be frustrated. But if you, the day-to-day -day of people is, you, you got to have that in your system somewhere. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for saying that. I, I really like that. Um, I'd like to ask you each individually if there's anything else you'd like to share about the Mariner or your lives in Copper Harbor or anything at all. I guess just in the last, you know, maybe 10 years or so, we've we've just come to so appreciate all the energy in town here. I mean, Donnie touched on the mountain bike program, but when all of a sudden we realized, wow, you know, that whole group of people is, you know, taking care of a birding en energy or, or um, these people are involved in doing this, and all of a sudden we see that there's so many, you know, so many ends of the boards being picked up in Copper Harbor and and running with, you know, like our, you know, our, our, um, her fire department, our, uh, our, all of our volunteers on the medical end there when we say, you know, for such a small population, look at who we all are. And mm -hmm. because our vantage point sometimes, I'm sure just is, you know, probably kind of boring to people. <laughs> we've been here for so long and we've, we've seen so much, but to see what we see now and we see, oh, we don't, we don't need to do that, or we're not mm -hmm. even a part of it, or it's someone else's invention or idea, and they run with it, and we we get so excited about that. I, I, I hope people who are doing their own thing and expanding the, like the whole consciousness of Copper Harbor, to other people out there. I hope they understand how much we are in awe of them. Mm -hmm. Nice, thanks. Like these podcasts, for example. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. When uh, Rich and Heidi and Sonny's older brother, Jerry, and I were, were living in Copper Harbor in the teenage years, we used to have bands come and play at the Copper Harbor School. We had live music and stuff, so we, we, we had that promotional DNA on this, you know, going up. <laughs> One time we had a permit to have a band, a street dance, right down here in front of the North, Northport. We closed, closed off the street. and Fun. But there were so many local kids working here. I mean, from Calumet. Those days, I mean, if you, if you wear your high school jacket in Hancock and go to Calumet, you're going to be in the fist fight or something like that. Mm -hmm. but they, I mean, there's a whole dynamic was different than... So, and then I'm from Hancock, and I'm in Copper Harbor, and it's full of Calumet people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and, and that was kind of fun. And, I mean, it was, so we had enough local kids and pe people knew each other for one way or another so we could have, you know, the parties and stuff like that and social life. Um, sometimes we lit a bonfire at Lake Manganese and partied up like that, like we lit a bonfire like the 10th of June and the fire didn't go out to the 10th of September. Oh <laughs> boy, that's, oh boy. So <laughs> we, you know, we made, but everybody, you know, there was night night shift and the morning shift. There was about five people, places serving breakfast. There was, there was five gas stations. <laughs> I mean, you can get gas in Fannie Hill Resort and, I mean, here we had gas stations. Here we had gas over there. Two gas. I mean, it was 
kind of weird because there w was enough business for none of it. <laughs> I mean, wow. I mean, it's you know, it's so, but it was kind of a good place for young people that work and party and stuff like that. You yeah. Know. Cool. Well, it, that's a fun way to grow up. Um, well, thank you so much for talking with us today. I do want to inform the listener that per listener request, I have added a couple other tip cup amounts to the podcast page at copperharborvitality.com. So feel free to show your support for this podcast there. It's much appreciated. I'd also like to invite you to reach out with any questions you might have for Peg and Don or any of our past guests. Thanks so much for tuning in. Till next time, live with integrity and be good to yourself. Bum bum da 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 da